2020. The number themselves speculated this to be a year when things might come into focus for us, when relationships and careers would become more clear. What it has been is a long season of clearly testing our character, focusing on resilience and a test of our mental agility. Greetings again, Amanda Morgan. For many families and individuals, the traditional holiday season can be an annual period of celebration to personal stress. And when you include a pandemic that separates and isolates us into the traditional mix, the combination can be one toxic challenge. However, this can also be a time of perfectly manageable situations. With insight to better manage the challenge of this unique holiday period, from the Community Reach Center in Adams County is psychologist and program manager, Dr. Cameron Cannon. The studies are showing people who normally don't have mental health concerns are starting to experience symptoms of depression, anxiety, and I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody that's not stressed, but maybe you do, but it seems like everybody's just feeling stressed and then the holidays are already a pretty tough time for a lot of people and then missing connections. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, a struggle for a lot of people, but thankfully there's a lot of resources and people like myself and people like Community Reach Center or uh, agencies like Community Reach Center that can support and help with that. Yeah, a lot of times people try to help themselves um, probably a little too often, but um, should people take a moment to really let down and let some of that stress off because they've been dealing with this pandemic now for nine months, maybe job loss, financial insecurity, and that kind of thing? Should they just take a moment to exhale and say, am I really okay or am I hiding something? so that going forward into next year, they're going to be stronger. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think one of, the, one of the big things we always talk about, no matter where someone is in their, uh, in their journey of recovery, mental health, whatever, is kind of some mental health hygiene. And so I'll, I'll throw a few of those your way. And these things, a lot of times, if you can kind of master these things like you would your dental hygiene, um, it can sure. really help prevent a lot of, mental health problems and also kind of support the healing process. So the first is just getting a good night's sleep. Um, it, it is amazing to recognize how powerful sleep is. If anybody has had young children in their lives, they know that missing sleep or if they went to school and stayed up all night, all those types of things, you just feel off. And uh, that accumulates and creates a lot of distress physiologically in your body that kind of carries over to your mental health. So focusing on good sleep habits, um, plenty of exercise, you know, getting some of that vigorous exercise. Obviously, check with your physician first if you are worried about that or haven't haven't exercised much. Um, But even just getting out, doing a walk for 10, 15 minutes can have a big impact. Um, Being mindful of what you eat and drink. Um, You know, caffeine, alcohol, all of those types of things can definitely – affect your mood and create problems. Um, and then, yeah, just healthy eating habits in general, kind of, we, we kind of stay in the field, what's good for the body is good for the brain. Um, they're pretty connected. And so if you're eating healthy, then a lot of times that can help as well. And then the fourth mm-hmm. kind of hygiene thing is the one that I think is going to be the biggest and most important for people right now is just finding ways to connect with friends, family, other people that are going through similar circumstances, whether that's online or over the phone or on an internet forum or playing games with people online. I mean, you just can't, 
can't neglect those four areas and then assume everything's going to feel okay. And it, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of work, but that's, that's kind of the baseline where if you're putting energy into those things, a lot of times that can help a lot. Will it also help people if thinking about those four things, if they schedule them initially to get them done and say, oh, you know, I've got these four things I have to do. Uh, let me look and see what I can get done today. And then maybe something comes up and distracts them and takes it out. Should they go on and treat them as seriously as work scheduling and put it into a calendar so that they can get them done until a regular habit can take hold? Absolutely. And, um, you know, a lot of times when people are stressed, those are the first things to go because they're kind of seen as luxury items when work or, you know, family or whatever else gets in the way. And there's a lot of things you can do. And, again, you know, you're probably going to hear me plug mental health providers a lot during all of this because one of the things sure. that I think can be super helpful is having somebody help you think through how do you achieve those goals and how do you get moving and how do you get motivated when you don't want to be motivated. That's all things that uh, a mental health provider can help with. But just some, some quick tips, you know, yes, scheduling it is helpful, um, making sure you have, like, a set time during the day, thinking about what does this mean to me. So, so another trick for doing things is always trying to either make it more meaningful or make it easier. So if you want to take a walk, you know, make sure that you're thinking about, you know, this is going to help me prevent gaining too much weight during the holidays, which is something I've always struggled with, you know, those types of things. Really attach it to something that means something to you um, and then make mm -hmm. it easier, you know. If, if you're – forget where your shoes are, keep them in the same spot, you know. Um, and, in, in, in the last kind of quick tip I'll give you with, with getting up and getting going and, and staying disciplined on these types of coping skills is, again, connecting with other people. That external kind of social pressure, social accountability is huge. So if you're going to – if you're going to try to sleep better, have a friend that is also trying to sleep better and talk to each other about it and follow up yeah. once a week or twice, you know, a month and just say, hey, how are you doing on this X, Y, Z activity? It's like, oh, no, I stayed up way too late playing video games, drinking coffee. That was a bad choice. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I wonder what we could do. You know, like just having that friend or buddy or, again, like a professional help you think through that and hold you accountable can really help those habits. Um, get established. You really need to spend some time with a professional, especially with all the uh, vaccinations that's coming out of Washington. If your uh, if your rent support is going to end, uh, they haven't gotten anything done yet. How do they handle the news there? Is it something you should say? Oh, this is all I can do something about, and I can't think about it anymore until another development occurs. Or do you keep pondering it over and over, trying to come up with something else and something else? And it probably drives you more insane trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's that's a tough one. A lot of times giving mental health advice is tough because, you know, beyond the things I talked about, those kind of baseline things, everything else is pretty unique to the person. Um, some people, they manage their anxiety very well by taking in as much information as they can that helps them feel like, okay, I have a grasp on the situation. Others feel totally overwhelmed by all the information, and it just makes them stay up at night because they can't even stop thinking about it. But I'd say, like, the, the thing to think about with that is how do you feel after reading the news? How do you feel after spending, you know, maybe it was 10 minutes, maybe it was an hour, any of that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, that's the kind of thing that we really want to be thinking about is, is this having – an impact on how you're feeling 
Is it having an impact on what you're doing? Um, that, that's really where you start to kind of set those limits and then go from there. Maybe just uh, restrict yourself to a diet of news for 30 minutes a day and that's it. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, I, I can't say enough how helpful it is to have somebody like, you know, come into Community Reach Center, um, working with one of our therapists, one of our psychiatrists, one of our peers. I mean, we have so many different programs. We serve like mm-hmm. 15,000, 20,000 something people a year, like huge amounts of people. And we have all these people that are just ready and willing to help people think through those difficulties and figure out, oh, where is that line where it starts to become unhealthy and unhelpful for me? Where is that line where, you know, even even things like, you know, people are drinking more right now. And it's like, well, where is that line where you kind of cross the threshold to where it's a, a healthy, adaptive, having a beer or two, to starting to become a problem getting in the way with your life? Um, that, with the news, with everything, it's just so helpful to have somebody there who can listen, support you, and help you think. So you brought this up twice, substance use. Is this a mm-hmm. period because of the COVID and the holidays that substance use can be higher and people can start maybe t- touching on abuse as well? It's one of those things that's it's very tempting right now um, to manage stress through those types of activities using substances because it gives that kind of quick and immediate release. The problem is, as we know, that doesn't work long term. It starts to create all kinds of health problems. And even that first time that you use a substance could create, you know, death. I mean, really, really significant uh, negative consequences. Um, but yeah, that that's a thing that's going on right now. And, you know, if people start feeling like things are getting out of control, they're trying to stop and they can't, or they're drinking more or using more whatever substance than they want to. Um, again, you know, like we have a, a detox program, we have substance use support. Um, sometimes all you need though is connecting with a buddy or a friend to hold you accountable. And if those things aren't working, then Give call, give a call to Community Reach Center, and we're happy to help with that, too. People who maybe haven't used substances before, if they're feeling a little too helpless with things going on, should they, or is there something they could do so that they don't cross the line and to start using the substance or more alcohol? Uh, because they haven't done it before, it could probably easily creep up on them and turn a diversion into a problem. Again, you know, some of the things we talked about before kind of keeping focused on sleep, exercise, eating and connecting with others. Um, but yeah. there's tons of, you know, tips and tricks. And I would say, you know, one of the big ones is kind of taking mini breaks throughout the day to be mindful, pray, do whatever you need to do to kind of just get your mind off it for two to three minutes. That can kind of help. Um, and then also always looking for those kind of less harmful replacement behaviors. Uh, so good example in my own life is, I love Cheetos and junk food, and that's not good for me, but when I'm really stressed, that's what I want to eat. And as I get older, that's more and more of a problem. So, you know, another thing that's probably not great for me is I love to play video games, and so sometimes I'll take, okay, I'm going to go play some video games to unwind instead of eating that entire bag of Doritos, and that's not necessarily a healthy choice, but it's a more healthy choice. And so I think that's something for people to really try to grasp over the holidays is not necessarily being perfect. Don't, you know, we've got to give grace and forgiveness to others and ourselves, but also trying to take those baby steps, you know, towards healthier habits. Um, For anybody that's lost someone, that's going to be a big deal too. 
is making sure there's ways that you're connecting with the family and friends of that loved one who you've lost. Because um, I'll tell you from personal experience, I lost my grandmother and my uncle during the pandemic. And funerals no. are just weird when you have to do them over video and it was just this miserable, awkward experience. But we found ways to make it work and we found ways to laugh and remember the good times and cry together, even though we were all, you know, hundreds of miles away. And so it's just, it's just being intentional with those things and not forgetting about them, just like you wouldn't, you know, stop flossing or brushing your teeth and hope that your teeth are healthy. Like you got to kind of push into those behaviors and connections to prevent things from feeling worse. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying to go to it, not move away from it because it hurts too much to embrace it, give it its time, give it its due, you know, to grieve. Grieving the loss, there, there's so much loss that we've experienced and avoiding those feelings and avoiding that tends to not work out well most of the time. And grief is another interesting thing where a lot of times, you know, when we have people coming in to the office, maybe they're grieving a loss. That's not really something that usually people need psychotherapy for because there's a lot of natural supports around right now that might be something that's more difficult for them to grieve and so you know if it's if the feelings of loss and intense sadness and stress changes in eating habits sleep all that stuff is there for you know maybe more than a couple of weeks and it doesn't have that kind of normal flow and rhythm of grief which is like really intense when you get triggered and remember and then you start to feel a little better and then really intense and that kind of settles over time um, it might be turning into something like a depressive episode or, or other types of complicated mental health concerns. It's, it's pretty well pretty well received in the world of psychology that emotional suppression, you know, kind of just pushing it down or pretending like things aren't there or avoiding the feelings tends mm-hmm. to not work well. Like that's great for very temporary things like, you know, if you're nervous for a, a presentation and you get anxious, it's okay to like push that down a little bit so that you can do the presentation or hold it together at work. So then you can go kind of experience the feelings later if you need to be in a professional environment, but doing that a lot and frequently and intensely tends to lead people to kind of have these weird blowups is what a lot of us in the, the field have noticed. And so, yeah, I would, I would encourage people, you know, let those feelings happen and roll with them. I mean, it's part of our life. We have feelings, you know, they help us make sense of the world and they're important. On this edition, Dr. Cameron Cannon makes a mentally healthy house call. With all of us managing a difficult year coupled with the traditional emotional challenges of the holidays, spending a few moments with the doctor to keep ourselves in balance is definitely the thing to do. We will continue our conversation with him on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. Mask up when going out. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.